Today's Word of Mom Radio here on the Word of Mom Media Network. I'm your host, Dory DiCarlo, and you know we are here week after week, show after show, breaking those myths that mompreneurs and business women, especially those of us building our businesses from home, that were just dabbling in between bake sales and getting our nails done, we're not. We are smart, we are savvy, and we are sharing the wisdom of women in business and in life. And I'm very excited to be bringing back somebody that you will remember because Tracy Timmons was here for a, quite a while as our producer and a co-host of Healthy Habits and all the other shows that she jumped in and hosted. So I'm really excited to be sharing her newest venture. Tracy has founded the Thesbian Arts Program to help all people explore their creativity and emotions in a safe environment, regardless of experience. A graduate of the Northwest Actors Studio Conservatory, she has been a professional actor, singer, teacher, director, producer, and administrator for years. She toured with Talk in Seattle Public Theater, directed and held an admin positions with the Family Repertory Theater and Runaway Theater, and Dark Knight Ductions, and was producer and co-host here at Word of Mom Radio. And interestingly, in 2021, Tracy obtained her New York State real estate license, which I think is awesome, and she's <laughs> now helping people find their dream home. But we're going to be talking about the Thesbian Arts Program, where she teaches theatrical, vocal, and physical techniques in a fun-nurturing environment, which fosters a respect for the arts and a positive professional attitude, helping kids not only as performers, but in every aspect of their life. And I can continue to tell you on and on, but I'd rather bring Tracy back in to Word of Mom Radio. So I'm so excited to have you here. Tracy, welcome back. Hi, thank you. And hello, mompreneurs. It's, uh, I've, been, I've been missing hearing all your stories. I tune in every once in a while, but I'm so glad that Dory could have me on today. So much has been happening, and I've not been keeping up on, on social media or podcasts or any of it because Thespian Arts Program is my arts education program. That's always been my main passion. People will maybe remember uh, when I was doing the, the Healthy Habits show that we always kind of incorporated some theatrical, artistic stuff into the how and why of being healthy. And one of the things that my time at Word of Mom really helped me focus on was the fact that ultimately what I do is I help people. I listen to people. I figure out what they need, what they want, and I try to help them figure out how to get it. So whether it was hosting and producing a radio show, whether it was being a health coach, whether it is helping somebody find a home or to sell a home, or working with kids, it's all that. It's all just, what are you feeling? What are you thinking? What do you want? How are we going to get it? Those same questions that we ask ourselves as actors, it, it works for everything in life. It's, it's been a really incredible journey. 
you know, I've been, I've been teaching now for over 25 years, which I don't even really understand how that happened when I'm only 22. But um, (laughs) um, more recently, getting into the schools, kids don't even think for themselves anymore. Kids are not taught to think independently. They're not taught to reason things out. They're not taught to acknowledge their feelings. They're taught how to just repeat back information on a test. And I feel so blessed to be able to to go into School 9 in Yonkers. And at first, we were trying to be really academic, and we did all the reading on the state standards for arts and this and that. And I wrote all sorts of proposals about the the skills that are taught through these different acting exercises and dance and music and everything else. And uh, the last month or so, I told all the teachers to just relax all of it. Just give the kids some time to, to color, to sing, to play. And just, and, and, and I mean, I went into a class one day and I usually give them time to just finish having their snack and talk. And I, but I was bringing um, paper and colored pencils. So I said, let me, I'm going to hand out the art supplies. I said, you can keep having your snack time, but um, I'm going to give you something that I want you to draw a little later, but I'm giving you all two pieces of paper. So you can just draw whatever you want. I had five different kids call me over to say, I don't know what to draw. And I said, you can draw whatever you want. Well, but I don't know what, what to, like, I really had to convince them that they were allowed to draw whatever they wanted. Like, they're so used to getting instructions. And, um, so, and I, but I, you know, I wouldn't tell them what to draw, but I said, well, do you want me to help you choose something? What do you like to do? What's your favorite? And they're like, oh, wait, I know, I know what to draw. Great. <laughs> it's amazing. We had, we were talking about, communication and she talked about her daughter who she and her boyfriend I'm doing little finger quotes because they were you know middle school age kind of kids and they text back and forth because they're in different schools and they got together and went out and her daughter came back she said it was so horrible because they had no idea how to talk to each other all they knew how to do was text, text. yeah amazing that we have all of these ways to communicate and communication has become a thing of the past yeah it it is it's emojis and and text speak and and things like that so that's why i'm so gravitated to what you are doing and want to help you share it and i want to ask i'm going to go back for you what for you was your thing that you found where you found that love for theater and the arts that you have and that passion that you continue to share? Well, for me, I just, I always wanted to do it. I always sang. My father was a a community theater actor. That happened to him by accident. Um, He and his brothers could do barbershop quartet because my grandfather had been in the barbershop quartet and they were asked to do uh, Bye Bye Birdie at St. Barnabas Church. And for my uncles, it was just like, one of those things. Sure, we'll do it. But my dad, that was it. Like he just started doing theater. And most people know at least bits and pieces of that's how Dory and I met. She was one of the very young actresses working with my dad when I was a little girl. That's how we first met. So I always knew I wanted to do it, but I have a very clear memory of the exact moment. 
My father was doing Godspell, which he did about, I don't know, 500 times. It was being directed by Bob Kaufman, and they were rehearsing uh, day by day. The, the lead singer for the song wasn't at the rehearsal. They were working on all those little backup parts. And it was actually, it was like on the weekend and it was over at Bob's house. And um, I had just started to be the huge Yankee fan that I am. So there was a game on. So they set us up in the bedroom, my sister and I with the game and they were rehearsing. But I guess once they reached the point where they knew it, now they realized they needed the lead singer for them to, you know, hear it. And my father said, oh, Tracy could sing it. And I, I think, if I remember correctly, I was 11 years old. And so they came and they got me, and I sang lead while they did all the, the parts. And I just stood there and I went, oh, yeah, this is what I'm going to do. Wow. And I just, I loved going to rehearsals with my dad, memorized every show he was ever in, and didn't intend to teach, like just intended to be an actress. I went through a two-year conservatory program. Some of my teachers left town, went to L.A. This was in Seattle. I was in Seattle for a few years. So I was brought in to do certain specific exercises that we had learned. Just as we were talking, it, it's, that, it's that thing. It's not, it's not being an expert and better than everybody else and, and knowing things that nobody else knows. It's just knowing how to, how to help people get there. And, and acting is, like, I don't think I could teach school. I mean, I've done some substituting in a very fancy private school where kids are very polite and they're not ever obnoxious or not very obnoxious anyway. But like, I think like school where kids don't want to be there and, but two plus two always equals four. But when you're doing theater, it can equal five, it can equal three, it can equal one, it can equal, it just depends on, on the scene and the scene partner and how you're feeling that day. And it's a different answer every time. And that's what I love about it. And I love helping people discover that there is no right answer. What made you start teaching theater? Yeah. So like I said, what my, one of my mentors brought me in because another teacher of mine had, had moved to L.A. And the, the class was having, he would always talk to me about what the, the new class was going through and the blocks they were experiencing. And I said, oh, they need an active neutral exercise. And he said, well, I don't know how to teach it. And I went, oh, yeah, that's too bad. And he went, well, wait a minute. When Susan taught it to you guys, didn't you, like, kind of learn how to do it? And I'm like, well, yeah. At first, she would facilitate for all of us. But then once we learned it, we would break into pairs. Active neutral is it's basically taking off all the masks that you wear in life before you try to add on the masks of a character. So you, you bring yourself to being neutral. Um, so how it works, like if I was doing it for you right now, Dory, I'd look at you and I'd say, lose uh, polite, lose kind, lose. And so you would kind of breathe in what I was saying. And, and it's actually really magical how how the face completely transforms but that's the idea is you're not trying to add the character on top of you you're trying to like let go of you and then add the character on I don't do it with kids a lot but I was so I was brought in to do it with these adults and it went really well and uh, then I started to figure out ways to incorporate it into their work like to specifically use it you know, to work on a monologue, like to take, so to listen to the monologue, 
do the exercise, bring it to neutral, figure out what, what masks you wanted to put on. And then just little by little, I got into it and I started doing more and more. And, you know, I, I never really went down the path as a performer. I, I did a lot of training. I, I took all those casting agent master classes and all of that. And just the job of auditioning didn't really appeal to me. And so, so working with other people, helping them to get what I get just became where I took my satisfaction. I can understand that. And I like how you put it, the job of auditioning, because it really is a job. Well, right. And when I learned that, you know, the most successful actors in Hollywood are getting booked one in 10 times. And I'm thinking like, 90% 90% of the time I'm being rejected, that didn't sound like fun. And that's if you're successful. And by the way, at that at that time in, in the mid to late 90s, like white women, we weren't getting cast because there were so many of us. Uh, I remember that my friend Jonathan and I, we were in the conservatory together. We just had very similar kind of work ethics and attitudes about theater. So about a year or two after we had graduated, our resumes were identical. We literally had all the same uh, education because not only having been through the conservatory, but we both took the same commercial acting class. Then we got invited to the master class. Like we had all the same education. We had been in probably something like 20 shows together over the four years we had known each other. And then, you know, he had maybe done two or three that I had and and vice versa. But even those, like if you lined them up next to each other, like our resumes were identical. And I remember he started looking for an agent and he had the three top agents in Seattle call him instantly. And every one of them said, it's because of your resume. So I thought, oh, well, that's my resume. Let me send them out. Crickets, crickets, crickets. It was the resume of a handsome young man as opposed to pretty white girl. It's so hard because, again, in in so many arenas as women, you know, and especially in the theatrical arena, in, you know, whether it's film, theater, whatever it is, it's, and you hate to say the dime a dozen. Yeah. Because it's such a horrible analogy, but it's so frightening. And that's why we've always been in such a tough position. Aaron Prather Stafford does a wonderful show here on Word of Mom Radio called Growth of Create. And she just finished her first season. And the last two shows that we were doing, one was on women in film and the whole sexual identity in film and how women have had to do the things that they've had to do. And then the next one was preventing sexual violence and breaking the myth that strangers are the ones who are raping you. It's not, not strangers, people you know. And as women, right back into the theatrical field where it's next and it's who's going to play the game. And it's such a shame that it's that really, the one profession that talent doesn't always win. Right, right. And that's what just made me, you know, I've always been very attached to, you know, things being fair. 
So when I realized that nobody could just teach me, we'll do this, 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 and you're going to be successful. I don't, I, not that I didn't want to do it because as you know, I continued to perform. It's been a little while now because I've been so focused on, on the education company, but, um, you know, I continue to perform and it continues to feed me. It's an important part of my life, but I do it with companies where I know people, where we all, you know, I may or may not have to audition, but either way, like we're, we work around each other's schedules and we all know that we have jobs and lives and, and, and we just really respect each other and, and work together well. And, and like I said, that whole, just going out and auditioning. I, I, I've done it. I did a brief uh, extra stint. I was on Poker Face. You can't see me. I, I did watch the episode and I couldn't find myself, but I spent a very hot day at a racetrack filming that. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm still out there a little bit. Made a couple of bucks doing that. On that note, we're going to take a quick break. Say thank you to our sponsor. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the Thespian Arts Program. Okay, thank you, sponsor. (laughs) You are very welcome. So we'll be back here in just a moment on Word of Mom Radio. She is brave. She is bold. She is you. And we want to tell your story. Are you ready to share your journey with us on Word of Mom Radio? Go to wordofmomradio.com and register as a guest. We want to tell your story because when you win, We all win. Unsilenced Voices has been working diligently in Ghana, Sierra Leone, Rwanda, and the USA to combat domestic violence, sexual abuse, and human trafficking. We currently have over 50 young girls on a wait list in Sierra Leone to go through a vocational training program to get them off the streets and out of harm's way. We have gifted over $33,000 to U.S. survivors and are looking for volunteers, and donors to help us continue our cause. Please visit us at www.unsilencedvoices.org. Again, unsilencedvoices.org for more information. Are you experiencing insomnia, brain fog, hot flashes, mood swings, and more? These are many of the symptoms women experience on a daily basis affecting the health of their brain and increasing the risk for dementias like Alzheimer's disease down the road. A healthy lifestyle can make a big difference for the health of the brain, but Brain Love Health took it further and created an innovative nutritional supplement, especially for women, to support us through this transitional time while also promoting better sleep and long-term brain health. Don't wait any longer to help your brain age well. Why let it deteriorate? The health of your brain is in your hands. To begin protecting it today, visit BrainLoveHealth.com. That's B-R-A-I-N-L-O-V-E-H-E-A-L-T-H.com. Hi, everyone. Erin here. I want to give a shout out to our Word of Mom radio sister show, Be Our Planet's Solution. Hosted by Tanya Torellis, the show focuses on all the impactful ways people and businesses are being green. There's only one Earth. Listen to Be Our Planet's Solution to discover how others are working to protect it and learn what we can all do for this amazing planet. And we're back here on Word of Mom radio. We are talking with Tracy Timmons about the Thesbian Arts Program that she has founded. So... Talk to us about it, why Thesbian Arts Program, and what do you have coming up that you are sharing this week? Yes, so excited. Um, I formed Thesbian Arts Program in 2011 
I had been the theater institute director at the Bentheim Performing Arts Center in Scarsdale. And there was a, a big upheaval in the board and just some decisions made. And um, so at that time, I formed my own company and I spent some time with a group. We Unfortunately, I think if we had scaled down the dream, I, it probably would have been up and running by then. And, and that would have been all I had done since then. But um, we wanted to buy a building and we wanted to have an art collective. And so it didn't quite pan out. So I continued to teach with some different people, but also got, you know, quote unquote, day jobs and, but just always kept my hand in teaching and always kept my hand in working with kids. Did some work with an organization, a few organizations in New York City and Yonkers and started trying to take on more of an administrative role because, you know, I've always said that I'd rather not, like I'd love to just act to teach and direct and have somebody else do all the producer stuff, but, you know, I have to keep doing it. So I kept chickening out. I kept chickening out of just putting my eggs in my own basket and trying to get other people to pay me, you know, going to those companies with the 50 year history and all the city funding and all the different grants and, and trying to get them to let me do what I do. And then two years ago, I put together two very successful summer camps without getting into a lot about, you know, the politics of the organization. I ended up getting pushed out the door, but I made that happen. I mean, they provided the two big things, the space and the money. I did it by myself. And not only did I have no help, I had someone getting in my way. And that's what made me realize, like, I can do this. So starting that moment, I tried to figure out how to just make this happen. I stayed in touch with a lot of the families that I had worked with. The families always, you know, love me. Never tried to play a game, you know, never tried to pretend I was still working for the other organization. Let them know that I was starting my own thing. And I gave free classes through the Yonkers Public Library, volunteered. Um, you know, I made no money. Nobody made any money, but the kids came and we did a couple of cute little shows. And, um, and in fact, I think you're going to be sharing my YouTube uh, channel. And the, those shows are, are up there. They're just little snippets of a few different things. And, um, and then I, I was pursuing different relationships. Um, back in the day, you could call a church or a school. And if you were doing something like what I'm doing, they would give you space. They'd let you use their basement or their gym or they just, and ever since they, that all shut down for the pandemic, obviously, but even as they started coming out of it, everything's just much tighter now. They're not really doing it. And even like I got, I got a little grant and I was trying to pay and I still couldn't do it. Like it was the most frustrating thing ever. I met Sabrina Francis. She's teaching in my ELT program at school nine in Yonkers. So that's a contract that we got with the city of Yonkers. So that's been real exciting. Uh, we're there every day working with every kid, pre-K through six, just giving them art, you know, giving them expression. Applied for some grants, was looking for space. So, so Tati, Sabrina, and I have formed a partnership and a group called Cobra Performing Arts took over 92 Main Street, which used to be the space of the organization that I used to work for. And um, we're sort of subleasing part of it. It's huge. It's got a big retail space and it's got three different large, large dance studios, a mezzanine. So the largest dance studio is going to be our space moving forward. 
And then for the summer, there's uh, one of the other ones is going to be split. We're going to have one more classroom, and then they're making sort of a kitchen slash break room. And that's where we're going to have our programs. A full day, six-week camp for 5 through 15 for me. Tati Sabrina working with um, 18 months up to five. Cobra does drumlines and majorette training, and they're doing a camp that has a lot of trips and stuff like that. Um, but ours is just mainly classes in acting, voice, movement, visual arts, writing, the whole thing, some downtime to play and be a kid. And uh, because we have not started to tap into some of the funding that I believe we'll be able to get now that we have the space, tuition for the summer camp is $600. That's $100 a week. It's unheard of. But the kids that come, if they didn't have an opportunity like that, they wouldn't be able to go anywhere. So keeping it to that, I did need to raise a little bit of money because we have, our, our teachers are top artists. They're not camp, we have counselors too. We have kids that work with us, but the teachers are, you know, Broadway actors, film stars, people with double master's degrees. Like those are the teachers. So they get paid, the space gets paid, insurance gets paid. So we needed to raise some money. So next Saturday, June 10th, in our space, we're having Cabaret Nights 23. It's got a year because we're planning to make it an annual event. Uh, again, some really brilliant performers. I'm actually, I was, I was really proud of myself. Some of the people that I got are usually so booked so far in advance. Tim Moss, who's a brilliant cabaret performer in New York City. He does all the different pride events and so many things. Erin um, Gibson, who's a uh, pretty well-known in the comedian circuit in New York City. Both Sabrina and I are pretty talented. We'll be singing. My kids will be doing a musical number from Alice in Wonderland that we just put on on May 20th. Just really wonderful performances. We're going to have raffle prizes. So I'm sure you're going to be sharing our uh, Give Butter link where people can buy tickets to come and see us. If anybody is anywhere near Yonkers this weekend, you really should come. It's going to be so fun. There's going to be food. There's going to be drinks. There's going to be this cash bar because, you know, we're raising money. Just a really wonderful evening. But if you can't come, there's live stream tickets or you can make a donation by raffle tickets. Lots of ways to support us. And you'll be giving a kid a summer. When does the summer camp start? Summer camp starts July 10th, so it's six weeks, July 10th through August 18th, and then we'll do a little sharing in the space on Saturday the 19th, have the kids show off all the different things that they learned over the six weeks. Registration is open now. We're hoping to fill up about, in the six-week camp, about uh, 60 kids, three age groups. I don't remember if I said that already, but five to seven-year-olds will be a group, so we'll take up to 16 of those. Eight to 10-year-olds, we can take 20. And 11 and up, we can take 25. So we're late starting. But luckily, because of our price point, I think once the word gets out, we will be full. But uh, if anybody's listening who has a kid that you can get them to 92 Main Street in Yonkers, it's going to be fun. <laughs> it really is. And so how have you become such a staple in the Yonkers community, Tracy? You know, just by being there, just by showing up. Just by making sure that every kid knows, you know, I'm known as a little bit of a disciplinarian as an arts teacher, but I'm also a nurturer. You know, in the middle of our dress rehearsal for Alice in Wonderland, my youngest girl, who two years ago was in camp with us and literally could barely speak, she was playing the Queen of Hearts 
because she could. Like she suddenly, but she's still this teeny tiny little eight-year-old. And she's the youngest in the group. And I think uh, she was up maybe a little bit past her bedtime and was just feeling overwhelmed. And we were slightly under rehearsed because these kids, the ideas and the, the thoughts, and we had a whole conversation about the similarities between Alice in Wonderland and the Wizard of Oz and how both stories take you on a similar journey. And, you know, when we made decisions about who, which characters were going to go to the unbirthday party, they all knew exactly which characters would go and why and which characters wouldn't go or which characters would be there, but with a bad attitude, like we would have these discussions and I didn't want to cut them off. That's what I love to do. That's what my friends and I used to do, like when we were rehearsing shows together. So, so we hadn't had as much rehearsal time as we should. And she just broke down in tears on stage and we had no time for this. And I paused everything and I'm standing on the floor and I had her come to the edge of the stage and I just put my arms around her and I'm like, Christy, are you okay? Yeah, I just, you know, just, I know it's a lot. You're tired. And I just sat and I talked to her for a minute and I told her to go backstage and breathe. You know, she's, she's an excellent, because this is, she wasn't the queen in this scene. She also insisted on being a flower as well in the scene where, so, you know, I said, you've got this, you know, all the flower stuff, you go sit backstage, we'll finish this, you'll come back later, you know, but that's what it's about. You know, I tell them every day how perfect they are. As we're wrapping up, Tracy, what do you want to leave with our audience and how may they reach out to you? So our website is thespianartsprogram.org. My email is thespianartsprogram at gmail.com. I've finally given into that, you know, just having easy stuff. Um, my phone number is 914-424-5112. People can reach out to me anytime for any reason to ask a question. If you're not in Yonkers, maybe I can help you find a program where you are. All I care about is people having having opportunities to do what they want. I'm so glad that you came back to share everything with us, Tracy. All of Tracy's links are going to be live on wordofmomradio.com. And for those of you in the area, go support the cabaret Saturday night and give your kids the gift of theater. And a theater arts camp is just so much fun. It's a wonderful way to spend the summer. So kudos to you. Good luck to everybody who's there. Break a leg Thank Saturday you. night. And Thank for you. all of you, you are very welcome. And for all of you tuning in, we're going to close out with our fabulous theme song from Smith Sisters and the Sunday Drivers. So until next time, this is Dory DiCarlo saying go out and create a marvelous you. Bye for now. She is sure. She is sure. She is strong. She is strong.